0: Rick Jensen on 1150 a.m. 1017 FM WDEL. All right, waiting on a phone call from uh, Representative Tom McCarthy. He is uh, Tom McClintock. What do I say? I was reading about uh, McCarthy and, uh, you know, Kevin McCarthy and cocaine, not in the Ukraine, but in D.C. Uh, so Tom McClintock is a representative. He's in Congress from the 4th District in California. Voted for legalizing marijuana on the federal level. Uh, let me give you a little, little reminder what happened here in Delaware. So, in Delaware, as you know, Delawareans have to go to Jersey to buy their weed because it's not yet uh, legal here in Delaware. And and even while voting on a Delaware marijuana bill, you had the Speaker of the House in the State House voting against it. My guess Governor, also Democrat, doesn't want legal. And you had a couple of Democrats saying, I'm not voting. Really? But the rest of them voted for it. Republicans voted against for a couple of different reasons. And I think this does tie in with what's happening on the federal level. First... I heard from a number of Republicans saying, well, it's a Schedule I narcotic, with the federal government. So that makes it very problematic with banking as well as uh, distribution, things like that. So they're still uncertain about that, even though that's been overcome in other states. And the other thing was taxes. So when you add more and more taxes onto this, you create what's happened in California, the state has taxes. There's taxes and fees and such like that for uh, cultivating, for manufacturing, for distribution. And then all these municipalities can tax it as well. And as you've heard on this program from stories written by reporters in California, the black market for weed is, well, substantial. It's going great because the lawmakers tax the heck out of it, making the black market very, very successful. In Washington, D.C., The Moore Act passed, and one of the Republicans who voted for it is Tom McClintock. Tom is on the phone right now. He represents the 4th District in California, which has all the benefits of California weather and lousy traffic without the beach. Tom, thanks. (laughs) How are you?
1: I've got Yosemite Valley and uh, uh, Lake Tahoe. I can't complain.
0: That's right. Now, full disclosure. I've known Tom since we were little kids. His parents and my parents are best friends. He's my godbrother. And God knows when it comes to the two of us, he's the smart one. Just want people to be aware of that. So considering the taxes in this bill and uh, and all the social justice portions, um, because Republicans here, Tom, voted against um, one of the bills that was here because they didn't want uh, that felons to be able to sell drugs— this federal bill, the MORE Act, also uh, allows for people who are, uh, who are felons to be able to, to buy and distribute uh, marijuana, but it also has a lot of taxes in this thing. And my question to you, as a Republican is well-respected in D.C., why did you vote for it? Well, because
1: it moved us in the right direction. Uh, I, I, we, we've, we've got to admit that, that uh, the, the marijuana prohibitions have, have completely failed to... Flow, uh, stem the flow of the the, the product is they've created as you've pointed out a violent underground economy uh, just like the liquor prohibitions did in the 1920s and 30s uh, you know they've undermined respect for the law they've taken up enormous law enforcement resources they've branded millions of young people with, with criminal convictions uh, that, that, that have followed them throughout their lives uh, so I, I thought it was important that we we, we uh, uh, move toward legalization that said, you are absolutely spot on. The more you tax it, the more you drive it back underground, and and uh, you know that that completely reverses the whole the whole point of this. And that is to 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 eliminate this this underground economy by taking um, uh, the 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 illicit profits out of that equation.
0: Yeah, I want listeners to know that uh, Tom is conservative. I'm uh, kind of like libertarian on the. Republican that side of the Republican Party. In fact, um, Thomas Massey is uh, a favorite of of mine, as well as my producer. Of course, my producer has got posters of him up in this wall. It's a little bit creepy, but uh, I think Thomas Massey is right on when he said, "Let's legalize it." Look at the Hemp Act; it was one page long, and this is uh, well. I think the one he had was eighty pages long. I have uh, like a the uh, what the thirty-one pages. Uh, of this latest Moore Act here. But it includes an 8% tax. And yep. I agree with Massey. I would likely have voted against this. There you are, my smarter godbrother. You voted for this thing. And I'm wondering about that because, Tom, if this includes an 8% tax, and by the way, if you're holding uh, a marijuana cigarette and it hasn't been taxed, you could be fined $10,000. Uh, people could go to jail. It's kind of like cigarettes in that way. And with an 8% tax, Tom, here in Delaware, the Democrats and some Republicans are trying to put together a 15% tax. That's now 23% tax on this stuff. And it sounds to me like that's already going to send it to the black market. I want to hear what you think about that.
1: No, well, I, I think uh, you and Thomas Massey both have a good point. Uh, uh, the higher the tax, the greater the incentive for an underground market, which defeats the entire purpose of the bill. Uh, you know, It ought to be treated as any other commodity. Uh, you know, after all, um, you know, radish growers don't kill each other over their territory. That's true. Be, be, because the, because <laughs> the illicit pro, there, there's no illicit profit to be made because you either have confiscatory taxes or fines and criminal uh, uh, provisions.
0: So what is it in your thinking that said, you know, we're going to move this forward, like you just said in this conversation, uh, considering there's an 8% tax on this? and and knowing what you know about creating a black market when you have extraordinary as you say confiscatory taxes what were you thinking about well it moves it forward even though you see so many serious problems with this
1: yes I, it's far from perfect uh, that's, and that's the problem with most legislation is it's always uh... it's always a balance uh, you have to weigh the good and the bad and uh, in this particular case i felt it did more good than bad uh, and obviously there were others who also support legalization mm-hmm. I thought it did more harm than good, and I certainly don't criticize it.
0: What's the good in your mind?
1: Well, the good good is, number one, uh, uh, you um, uh, uh, move toward regulating it as you would other commodities such as alcohol. I think one of the most important concerns... And you you say I was the smarter one? I was the dweeby one. You know that I never went near this
0: stuff. Uh, yeah,
1: which will tell you what a weird little kid I was growing up in the 1960s and 70s. Uh, I don't approve of it, uh, but I think people ought to have the choice. Uh, grown ups ought to have the choice for themselves. It is important to keep it out of the hands of young people. Yeah, and I and, and I think uh, uh, moving it toward uh, uh, legalization, as as we have with alcohol. Uh, 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 would do far more to keep it out of the hands of young people. A deputy sheriff once pointed out, he said, you know, I can take any two kids at random from any high school in the country. I can give them each $20, send one to go out and buy pot, the other to go out and buy booze. Uh, he says the, the, the first one back every time will be the one I sent to go, pot, go buy pot, because they all know where to get it. The dealers have no problem uh, selling it to them. Of uh, the kid I send out to buy booze is going to go to one liquor store after another, get carted and kicked out. Uh, so it, I, I think it's important first to to uh, legalize it, even if it is accompanied by a, a uh, uh, ill-advised tax, uh, uh, simply because it will it will change the discussion and change the the um, uh, the, the the legal framework uh, that we're working with.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's interesting. We go back forty years, and I remember. Uh... Seeing William F. Buckley Jr. a couple of times when he was doing presentations at the University of Missouri. And uh, I actually got a chance to talk with the guy a couple of times. One of the most uh, popular topics on the dais amongst college kids was legalizing marijuana. Big cheers, big hoots, things like that. And he said, it's less, this is even before Tom, this is even before. We, we have these you know longitudinal studies showing that marijuana is not addictive, it's not a gateway drug, uh, peer pressure, alcohol, uh, mental state, those are your peer pressures. Uh, I'm sorry, those are the gateways uh, when it comes to uh, people moving on to opioids and heroin and uh, horrible drugs that are life-altering in such a negative way. But even back then, man, he's, he said it's less problematic, it's not addictive, we should just tax it. Reasonably because so many people are using it and and I thought wow here is a guy who really is uh, The face and the written word of the conservative political movement here in this country back in the 19 what 50s 60s 70s and even in the the 80s and it's taken this long uh, For Republicans uh, to grab one of that so aside from uh, from this particular bill Why do you think that is Tom? Why what, what do I think Republicans it's, are yeah the head citizen for like the last that? forty years yeah uh
1: you know I, I i don't know I think there's this general sense that uh well it is uh, as I said i don't recommend using it I truly don't right. uh, we have to keep it out of the hands of kids. There is substantial evidence that it causes lasting neurological damage uh in in children and adolescents mm-hmm. uh, but beyond that um Yes, there are lots of things I don't approve of that are none of my business. This is you know, though the whole concept of of a free society is grown-ups get to make these choices for themselves. And yes, sometimes we make bad decisions. That's the price we pay for the freedom to make all the good decisions in our lives. And who am I to make that judgment for somebody else? Uh, you know, you, uh, uh, Bruce Hershenson. Uh, he was talking about about uh, 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 cigarettes, but the same thing applies to pot and a lot of other things too. He said he said you know. Uh, with enough laws and enough enforcement, we can create a virtually risk-free society. But it will be the most boring, tedious, colorless, miserable society we could possibly develop. Uh,
0: that's lovely. I, I like hearing yeah. that. That's awesome. No, that's that's beautiful. So, Thank you for that, Tom. Yeah.
1: So so let let people make their own. Let grown-ups make their own decisions, and and then. Uh, uh, bear the the burden of those decisions or the rewards of those decisions.
0: Congressman Tom McClintock of the Fourth District in California. So I like to tease him like, dude, you got no beach. It's not worth it, <laughs> you know. But uh, conservative voice and uh, here, uh, leaning towards the you know libertarian side of things, in in my opinion. And I think you've made a good argument for uh, legalizing marijuana. Is there is. Do you know of uh, and, and,
1: and you made a good and you made a good argument for not taxing it so heavily that you defeat the whole purpose of the bill by putting illicit profits back in, in into an underground economy.
0: Well, that's just because I'm a, a re- yeah. Well, Tom, that's, I'm, a, I'm a realist. I see what's happening. You can't really yeah. ignore that. Now, uh, you have friends in the Senate. Do you have any indication that uh, this is going to be received favorably and could pass in the Senate?
1: Well, I, I can't read minds and I can't tell fortunes. Uh, okay. Uh,
0: Sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. Sometimes you, you talk with folks and uh, you get an idea of whether it will or or not. And meanwhile, uh, Tom, again, California Republican, um, he went to Congress really to fight for water for people and for farmers, not to give all the water that falls onto the plains to the fish. Uh, in other words, we don't have a problem with the not enough water we have, but a problem with not storing enough water, dams and things like that. How's that battle going?
1: Well, I think public opinion is beginning to turn. We're we're in another year of a fairly serious drought in California. We had uh, two years uh, uh, where we had atmospheric rivers unload. We had to open up the uh, floodgates, release most of that water because we had no place to store it. We're back into a drought cycle now, and people are starting to feel the pinch, and I think they're starting to ask a very simple question. Why the hell aren't we building more dams? Uh, you know, droughts are nature's fault. They happen. Uh, but water shortages are our fault. The water shortages are a choice we made a generation ago when we passed environmental laws that have made construction of new dams uh, all but impossible. And the result is uh, uh, we have no place to store water from wet years, so we have plenty in dry years. And now we're into dry years, and I think people are starting to wake up.
0: Yeah, and I think people don't realize, still don't realize that uh, it's not so much Iowa being America's breadbasket, but if you take a look at California in many ways, that is America's breadbasket. We need to help out the people uh, as well as the farms. Tom and,
1: and, and by the way, when you build dams, you uh, uh, you protect uh, riparian habitats against uh, 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 devastating floods. And remember, in a in a drought, uh, uh, the the uh, water uh, flow uh, draws to a trickle, and fish have a hard time surviving. So the the, the dams actually even out the water flows uh, for the fish. But if you're dumping all that water into the Pacific Ocean, there's really no point in it. Uh, that water will get there on its own if you just leave it alone. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I understand. By the way, one last thing that just occurred to me, just did. Would it be possible to pass legislation that simply removes uh, cannabis from being a Schedule 1 narcotic? Yeah, I think that would be a great idea. Yeah, but would it be possible if it's that simple? Or do all these other constituencies uh, have to be served in every bill?
1: Well, you know, uh, uh, maybe we ought to try it. Who knows?
0: Yeah, good luck. All right, Tom McClintock. <laughs> okay. Conservative Republican voting for uh, legalizing marijuana here on The Jensen Show. Great to talk to you, my friend. Be well. Thanks. You too. Bye. Stay tuned. More with Rick Jensen just ahead on 1150 AM, 1017 FM, WDEL.